Ladies and gentlemen, boys and... Girls! Welcome to uh, <clears throat> episode 20... What are we up to? 24? Episode 24 of the spectacularly shithouse Spearhead Sundays podcast. You like that, guys? Huh? You like a little bit of alliteration to start off with your day? Hey, what else can I do? That's it. I can't think of any other words. Um, how you guys going? You having a shit one? I hope so. I have had a fucking productive week. An incredibly productive week, you might even say. Actually, you know what? I've had a really productive month. Have you guys noticed? I put a video out every single week for... How, let me check my YouTube channel. How long have I kept the weekly uploads going? Do you understand how how much I did not do that. <laughs> Here we go. In the, in the past month, right, I've put out, fuck, I, in the past month and a half, I've been weekly for a month and a half. That's amazing. Don't you think that's amazing? You know what? I'm going to keep it up um, because this is how I did it, right? I bought myself a big fucking whiteboard. It's a Big old whiteboard, right? It's your average size. It's like a like a poster, right? But it's on its landscape. It's this big whiteboard, and what I've done is I've divided it into sections. Everybody should do this, right? If you ever want to have the most productive life you've ever had, get yourself a whiteboard, okay, and some markers. Not permanent, right? What I've done is I've I went to Officeworks and I got myself this little whiteboard. This little whiteboard, you see, and I've divided it into sections. Now on the top half is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And under all of those days, I write all of the shit that I need to do on those days, which is way better than a to-do list, a weekly to-do list. Because you know when you, if you've ever done a, this is what I need to do this week, if you write it up for the whole week, it's like fucking 20 things. And then you look at it and you're like, ah, it's too hard. Whereas if you divide it into days and every Sunday night, I write up, this is what I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the whole week, right? And it only ever ends up being about four things for each day. And you look at it and like, that's fucking nothing. But if you do every single one of those things, it's heaps of shit. You know, what's four times seven? 28, that took me way too long to, to figure out. Wait, is that 7, 14, 21? Yeah, 28. See, you guys are lucky that I even got that correct. <laughs> Um, but that's my, that's my new thing, right? I look at the board every Sunday night, I write up all of the shit and then I, I look at Monday and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, look at all the shit that I got to do. And then I'll do a thing. And then when it's finished, I, I don't put a tick, I just erase it. So I don't have any job well done. Cause you know, when you do a fucking today, li- a to-do list and you have your little check boxes and instead, and when you do something, you give yourself a little tick and then you look at it. And even though it's only half completed, you go, Oh, but look at all my ticks. Look at all my fucking ticks. Right. So you feel accomplished. That shit is what stops everyone from actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. What you want to do is get rid of this tick shit, get yourself a whiteboard. And when you finish something, you rub it out. So the only thing on the board is the stuff that you have not done. It, this is how I, everybody should live their life, right? Never be proud of your accomplishments. Just be disappointed in your failures. <laughs> uh, but I'll give you an example. Here's the, the stuff that uh, that's written for today, right? 
what day is it today? It's Friday today I'm recording this. So um, I need to uh, write Lou Review, which will be out next week. I need to record the podcast. I need to figure out next month's schedule for Lou Reviews. I need to go to gym. And that's it. That's only four things, right? That's not a lot of stuff. But as I do it, I just rub it all off, right? So I'll give you an example. Here's the shit that I didn't do on Tuesday that I'm going to have to move to another day. I didn't call the place where I want to get the new wireless microphone for Luriview. Idiot. Should have done that. Um, And I didn't paint my shelf. But that's okay because I did it on Wednesday. So that's the, that's the most productive thing I've ever done with my life is get myself a whiteboard that has all of the weekly shit there and I just write it down. And every Sunday, right, I just do... I fucking told you this. Five minutes of how I stay productive. That's not very productive, is it, guys? But um, yeah, it's a little tip. And uh, speaking of Lou Review, it's coming back next week, okay? Season two. I'll tell you what I've been doing since it was on the break. I was supposed to be talking about as I was doing this on the podcast, but I just didn't. (laughs) Uh, So what I've done, the reason I stopped it is because I wanted to um, upgrade all of my equipment. And I figure instead of um, upgrading incrementally, and you guys wouldn't even notice, I figured I'd just put it all on hold and do a season two, just stop it and relax and focus all of my time on upgrading everything that I can. So what I've done, right, is the shelf behind me with all of the fucking toys and shit, you'll notice that that was white and it was really shiny and distracting. What I've done is I've painted that cunt black, right? I, I painted it black and gray. So the shelves are black and then the wall behind the shelves are a nice gray. It looks sick. It looks really fucking sick. I did it. It took me three days and I'm still not done. There's a whole bunch of paint because what I did, right, is because there's two different colors, I decided to be a responsible dude and I got myself some paint tape, put the paint tape on the black shelf so that I could paint the gray and I could keep it in a straight line. So if any of the gray paint fell onto the, the black, it would actually fall onto the paint tape and then I could just pull it off so it's a straight line. So I spent about three hours painting the back of the fucking shelf gray and then I'm like, awesome. Now all I got to do is take off my paint tape and then I'm done. And then I take off my paint tape and the paint tape rips all of the fucking black paint that was under it off. So now I have to paint over the black again and it just ruined my whole week. I hate it. I'm looking at it and it's all patchy. It just pissed me off so much. I hear I was thinking I was going to get straight lines and now I'm just getting patchy fucking paint. I started this podcast in a really good mood and then I just started thinking about the paint and I'm just, it's fucked. Anyway, let's get out of this. What else am I doing? Okay. I'm soundproofing my whole room. I've bought a whole bunch of proper professional soundproofing foam and I'm pinning it up all around the walls. So now I can film the review and it will be way less echoey because echo was just fucked. I kept getting it in here. I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So I've got way less echo and right orgies and no one will be able to hear them in the bedroom. Okay. Not that I've ever fucking had one. That's the thing. I think that, that organizing that would be so difficult because how, how hard is it to organize going to a nightclub, you know, with your, with like four of your close friends, because I imagine, right. That if you're having an orgy, you're, you probably don't know a lot of the people very well. You know, you don't know who's going to be on time. You don't know who's always late 
to things. What if you picked eight eight people that are always late? And what and because you do it in the day, right? Is that a day thing or is it a night thing? I don't. I feel like it's a day thing. But then you got to get off. You got to make sure everyone can get off work and. Yeah, maybe it is a night thing. You wanted to you wanted to do it at night, and then where do you do it? Do you do it at someone's house? I don't want, I don't want that many people fucking in my house. But you can't really get a hotel for eight people, can you? So where do you do, you can't do it in the street? I don't know. If anyone's had an orgy, let me know. Or if if anyone's had sex with more than one person at the same time, send an email to contact at com and I want to know how you organize that. How did it work? First, how did you convince your partner to, to allow in someone else? Or did you just get picked up by two people? Or did you pick up two people? And then secondly, how the fuck did you like actually organize that and make it happen at the, in the same room at the same time? Because I think that'd be the hardest part. Really? Don't you think? What the fuck am I talking about? I was talking about, oh yeah, what else am I doing in the review? I'm getting a wireless microphone. And that will make the sound sound even better. I got a recommendation from Ethan from H3H3 on what mic to get. I'm getting the same one that uh, him and Ela are using, uh, which, and theirs sounds fucking great. So I'll be really happy to sort out the sound because I think um, between that and then me sorting out the background and painting it specifically, Lure Review is going to look really good. And this is what I'm most excited about. This is also one of the reasons why I put Lure Review on break is getting a new intro done. We're getting a 3D animated intro um, by the guy who films all of the lad parodies for me. And he also filmed the social experiment video that I did with Luke Kidgel. Um, and it just looks, it looks like a fucking movie. I can't overstate how sick this looks. I can't wait to show you guys. Um, I want to say Tuesday. Uh, if everything goes to, as, goes to plan, it should be out Tuesday. Um, but I, I need to get that microphone. So if I can't get that microphone by Tuesday, it'll be out on Thursday. But definitely next week, season two is going to start again. And I've got a big fucking video for you guys. Oh man, I've been wanting to do this for like a whole, like two years, literally two years. It's when my show, Cyberbully Superstar, my first tour was almost canceled. Um, I'm finally able to talk about it. And I've been planning this video for two years. This is some vengeance type shit. <laughs> it's going to be a big one. I got a whole bunch of shit planned. Um, man, America's gone to fucked. Gone, gone. It's just fucked. What's happened in the last... Because I'm... This is on Friday, right? So what happened? So two days ago... No, this was yesterday, I think. I think it happened on Thursday. Uh, cops killed some black guy, Alton Sterling. Um, and everyone did the whole Black Lives Matter thing, uh, which I understand. Um, I watched I watched the footage, and to me, I couldn't tell what was happening. So basically, what happened is this dude's selling CDs. Police get called out uh, because uh, they get called out because apparently he was waving guns around at people. That's why they they were called there. So he had a gun and he was waving it around. That's why they were called there. So then they approached him, and then someone started filming it. Right as they tackled him to the ground, they both got on top of him, uh, and then they shot him while they were on top of him. Now, from the footage, it's pretty hard to tell if he actually is resisting because you can't see what he's doing with his right hand. I can see it looks it looks like to me he's 
he's doing shit with his right hand that he shouldn't be doing. Because there's a point you can see where his left hand is completely pinned. He can't move it. His right hand, the cop grabs his right hand and then he slips out of it and then they shoot him. Because the cop was yelling gun, so presumably there was a gun in his right hand pocket. And to me, it looks like he may have gone for it. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I don't, I haven't made a decision on that one. But then there, the literally, it was like six hours later, where a woman starts live streaming straight after these cops pulled over a couple and then shot her boyfriend, and he died, and she live streamed it, which is really not the last thing you want to be happy. Like the last thing you ever see is fucking. I can't, I can't, okay, I can't joke about this. It's fucking horrible. And that one, that one to me looks like some murder. So basically from, this is what she said in the video. So, you know, she could be lying, whatever. Probably not though. This cop, these cops pulled over the couple. It's a guy and a girl and their child, their four-year-old girl in the back seat, right? Cops pull him over and he's legally allowed to carry a handgun. It's licensed. They pull him over. This is what she says, right? So... They pull him over and uh, for a busted tail light, and then he goes, "Hey, officer, just so you know, I have a gun. It's licensed and it's in my pocket. I want you to know that so you don't freak out if you see it." Very responsible thing to tell Mister Policeman if you have a gun, right? Like that's what you definitely should do every single time you get pulled over or questions or anything. If if you're talking to a police officer, just let them know if you got a gun. Hey, I have a gun, just so you don't freak out. And then the cop asks for the license and registration, so he goes, sure, man, let me just get that for you. Reaches into his pocket, the cop thinks he's going for the gun, so he shoots him four times and he dies. And while he's dying, his girlfriend starts live-streaming it on Facebook, which, to me, is not the first thing that I would do, but, you know, you got to get it out there if you think you've been wrong. Uh, and that one definitely looks like murder. Like, the, the cop is freaking out in the video. If you look at the cop, he's... He's not, he has no idea what to do because it looks like he fucked up. It looks like he thinks he fucked up. It looks like he fucked up and it looks like he thinks that he made a mistake. So I think that one was, was murder. I'm still out on the, on the Alton Sterling one because I don't know what he was doing with his right hand. But you know what gets me about that one though, is both of the police said that their body cams stopped recording. Like both of them fell off. And to me, that just means that the definitive truth of what happened is probably on those body cams and there's a reason why both of them supposedly fell off. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think. Although, actually, I watched another angle of this, of which is really fucking morbid, right? Everyone's just watching video of this dude getting shot and dying because for some reason we just have to see it. You know what I mean? Like, he just, oh, there's a video, I've got to see it. I've got to see this. And the, the second one from the other angle is really graphic. Again, you can't see what's going on with his right hand. The only thing you can tell is that the cop grabs it and then loses grip of it. And then his hand goes somewhere where you just can't see it. So he could be going for a gun. He could just be putting it on the ground. You don't really know what he's doing. Um, but in that angle, you actually can see two things dangling off the cop's uniforms. I don't know if they're body cams or if they're the... They're, you know what? They're probably the radios that they carry on their shoulder. They're probably not the body cams. I don't know. I reckon they might be the radios. But yeah, the whole thing's fucked. The, the, just because I, I understand it from both point of views where it's like uh, 
black people feel victimized by the police. And if, if, and just about every black person in America seems to be saying, yeah, this is true. So if they're all saying it, then it must be at least somewhat legitimate. Do you know what I mean? Like it's obviously coming from a biased thing because they are the perceived victim. So if you listen, whenever you're talking to a victim, there's obviously a bias in there, but I think that there's obviously truth in it as well, that they're, they're being victimized because they're pretty much all of them are saying it. The entire African-American population is saying, Hey, cops are being dicks to us. And, uh, we don't like being profiled and it's happening. And then everyone's like, Oh, are you sure? Look at these numbers. Um, but then the, the other side of it is apparently more, uh, no, definitely more white people get killed by cops in America. But I don't know. I, I, and then from the cops point of view as well, it's like if, if you live in a place where so, there are so many guns out there, how do you not, you'd be freaking out all the time if you were arresting anybody. That'd be, if I was arresting someone, that would be, especially with all of the shit that's been happening in the news, the first thing I would be thinking is, I hope this cunt doesn't have a gun. No matter what you're pulling them over for, no matter what color they are, you're thinking, I really hope he doesn't have a gun, right? So that that would be that, that'd be a thought in every cop's mind whenever they pull over anybody. And I don't think, uh, don't know about you guys, but I don't think that thought is very conducive to effective police work. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're put into a situation where you pull over somebody for any reason and you're thinking they might have a gun, they might have a gun. If you see them go for what you think is a gun, no matter how irrational that is, you're going to shoot them, right? You're going to shoot them, no questions asked. And there's no way you can be right 100% of the time. It's impossible. And with all of this like um, cops versus black people thing that's going around in America, Every every thought inside a black person's mind is, oh fuck, is this cop going to shoot me? And every thought in the in the cop's mind is, oh fuck, is this guy going to shoot me? And then you, it just brings this fucking volatile situation where both of the parties are freaked out. And if anybody makes any sudden movements, someone's going to fucking die. And it's it's kind of like only a matter of time before some psycho is like, oh, I'm sick of, you know, police killing black people. I'm going to go kill some cops. And you know what? It fucking happened. Have you heard about this shit? This happened today. Um, it was like kind of in progress as I'm recording this. Some at some, I, of course, I haven't read an article on this. Okay. I'm going off Twitter. <laughs> if you think what you're about to hear is a well thought out analysis of a volatile situation. Time to go somewhere else because I haven't read an article. I've been reading hashtags and Twitter. Okay. So, so there was some fuck it. Sorry about that. There was some rally, um, anti-police rally where everyone was chanting, fuck the cops. And then two snipers started shooting policemen and, uh, 11 cops got shot. Two of them are dead now. Uh, confirmed dead, and then the rest of them are wounded and in hospital, and then I would assume that more would die, right? So obviously some psychos have just gone out there and be like, well, I'm just going to kill cops because that'll fix this whole situation. So in the span of like, what, three days, two black guys have been killed by cops in different states, and then two, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming that they're black people, have just gone nuts and have started killing cops. Um, 
So, welcome to America, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, best country in the world, land of the free. Am I right? Hey, land of the fucking free. So, yeah, everything's just gone to shit. And it makes me think, you know, if I'm there, I'm, I'm having a gun. But you know what, though? If, if you were in, like, a situation, like a shooting situation like that, right? So, say, I don't know, you're in a, you're in a fucking shopping center and somebody starts shooting up the place and you have a gun, right? If you pull it out to defend yourself... Aren't you just going to get shot? Are you going to get shot by cops? Do you know what I mean? Like if you pull out your gun to defend yourself, say you just hold yourself up in a corner and you're like, if anybody comes in here with a gun, I'm going to kill them to defend myself. And then cops come in and you've, they see you holding the gun. Are they going to shoot you? Probably, right? That's what you would think. I don't know. That's what you get for fucking camping though. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is just fucked in America. I, I don't know. I don't have the solution. And you know who else doesn't have the solution to all of this shit? Every fucking celebrity out there. Oh, thoughts and prayers are with some fucking... It's gotten to the point where with this shit where celebrities are now obligated to comment on every tragedy because if they don't, their fans are just going to call them racist. Like I saw some video from Chris Brown talking about this shit and do you really think Chris Brown has anything intelligent to add anything you watch the video the dude just goes oh this is a really bad thing and I don't have like it's he literally says I don't have the solution but it sucks that's the fucking that's what it's come to where all with all of this social media shit you have to care about every tragedy and you have to say something even if you have nothing productive to add you know you have to care Sometimes, I'm going to tell you guys a secret, sometimes I might, you know, read the news and I'll hear about a tragedy and I don't give a fuck, I don't care, I don't care about it, I'll read it and I'll, I'll go, ah well, doesn't affect me, <laughs> and you know what, you should have the right to do that, you can't care about everything, there's no way you can care about every fucking tragedy out there. But now with the so with social media, if you're like a, a famous person, it's like you're expected to comment on tragedies that you don't know anything about. Chris Brown doesn't have the solution for racial tensions. He's just some dude who wants to beat the shit out of Rihanna and sing some pop songs. You know what I mean? I don't have the solution. I just well, I want to talk about it because I think that you know I can I can make it a little bit funny. You know, I can bring some light to this horrible situation. But I don't have the solution. You know what I mean? And I'll be upfront with that. And yeah, it's bad, but I'm, I don't, I don't have to care about it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about it because I think that it's an interesting thing to talk about this series of events, but I don't have the solution. And it's like, it's like everybody in, in every celebrity is now expected. If something, if something horrible happens and it goes viral, you have to say something about it because if you don't, that means you don't care. And you know what? I'm here to say, so what if they don't care? Some people just want to dance. That's the only thing they care about. And fucking more power to them. If they just want to dance, good on them. You can't care about everything because there's no way... Let's say, right? Let's say a fucking... Here's a thing that happened a couple years ago that I just didn't give a fuck about. When uh, there are a whole bunch of floods in Thailand. Remember that? That was like some of the worst floods in Thailand. And I read about it and I just... I just didn't care. Like, it was bad, but it just didn't strike a chord with me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why, but did that, did me not giving a fuck hurt anybody? No. Did me, and I didn't, I didn't write anything about it. Whereas if, I feel like if, if you were some mainstream celebrity, if you didn't write about it, everybody would just automatically assume that, oh, you don't care and you're happy that they're dying. But really, that's not what it is. I don't know. It's this whole fucking, the more connected we become on social media, it's like you have to care about every horrible thing, but you just can't. Sometimes, dude, sometimes you'll talk to your friend and they'll tell you a story that must be really horrible for them, but you just don't give a fuck and you just pretend to care. You know, when you do that, like someone's like, oh, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, you know, and he was cheating on me, but you knew, you knew it was going to happen and you just, you listen to it and you don't give a fuck. It's like, I knew this was going to happen. I don't care. I'm not surprised at all, but you have to pretend for your friend because she's really upset I feel like a lot of celebrities are doing that now every time there's a mass shooting, every time a cop kills a black person, every time a cop dies in the line of duty. All of these celebrities are just like, ah, if I don't say something about it, people will get angry at me, so I'm going to make up some bullshit that's that's not sincere. But really, it's not because I care about the event, it's because I care about people telling me that I don't care. It's gotten to that point with all this social media shit. So yeah, you know what? That's what I. This is, that's what I. That's the point of this podcast. Stand up for your right to not give a fuck. I care about these past shootings. I think they're really, really horrible. But sometimes I read about a tragedy in America, and I'm just like, eh, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> and that doesn't make me an evil person. That makes me a normal person because every now and then we hear about something horrible, and we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, and I think we should stand up for our right to, to do that. What else have I been doing? Gym. Okay. Yes. I've been going to the gym. I've been smashing it. Old Lewis, old fucking King Lank himself has been smashing it out of the gym. My gym from around the corner. And I've been putting on weight, son. I've put on in the last two weeks, I put on two kilos. That is two kilos in a week. That's some if I keep going like that, I'm going to weigh over 100 kilos. I'm obviously not. It's I'm only putting on that much amount of weight because I'm underweight right now. I'm getting up to a healthy and then I can start putting on more weight. But uh, no, I'm looking good, man. I looked in the mirror the other day. I'm like, fuck, I'm looking good. Got a bit of a chest going on. I've always had abs because I'm just, I just have that body type. But I'm getting a chest going on. My legs are getting bigger, you know, getting myself a, li- a nice little posterior. And I'm pretty happy, man. It's good. Go to the gym, guys. Guy or girl, go to the gym. Lift some fucking weights. You look better. You feel better. It's the best shit ever. And and you cunts can can just cool it on the cyberbullying. All right. I told I. You know what? I've been going to the gym last week, but I forgot to speak about it in the podcast. So all of you guys started cyberbullying me. <laughs> so just for this week, no more cyberbullying. All right. If I don't talk about it in the next podcast, go nuts. But for for just a couple of days, give me a break because I'm feeling good about myself and I've been hitting the gym and I've been eating. All right, just fucking cool it. Now, I'm excited, guys. All right, I've got you guys. You guys went above and beyond for me. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've been asking for revenge stories, some really good revenge stories, and you guys delivered. Okay, this is over. This is about a month of questions of uh, revenge stories being sent in, and I've compiled a list of my three favorite ones. Okay. Um, Oh shit, the podcast is going to go a little bit long. That's right, I was a little bit short last week anyway, so this will go um, long. I try and just, uh, by the way, speaking of podcast length, what do you think is the ideal? Because at, at the moment, I aim for about half an hour. 
Is that a good length or do you want me to go for an hour? Because I don't know. I think I feel like an hour is almost too long. Although some of my favorite podcasts, an hour is a good length for me. I don't know. Let me know what you cunts think. All right. So these are my revenge stories. So I've got three for you. Uh, one of them is uh, pretty damn funny. The The last one is just straight up cyberbullying. Like, you know, when you hear about cyberbullying um, on the news and you're like, that's not cyberbullying. That's just mean comments. They're like funny, mean comments and they're taking it too seriously. This last one is straight up malicious, mean cyberbullying. And that's coming from me, okay? If I'm saying something cyberbullying, it's probably worse than cyberbullying. <laughs> All right, here's the first one. This is from uh, a guy wanted to remain anonymous. Okay. Let me know if you want to be anonymous. Otherwise I'm reading your name. Okay. All right. So I was listening to your podcast and heard you are after a revenge story. I've got a pretty, uh, I've got a pretty good one. All right. Uh, also it would be best if you called me Pete. All righty, Pete, here we go. So pretty much someone was being a little shit to my mates, calling them sluts amongst other things, and even tried to start them and myself. Wait, so some dude was was calling girls sluts and then tried to fight them. Oh, all right. What a fucking tough dude. All right. They are chicks that have done nothing wrong to him. He's just a cunt. No, mate, nothing like fighting some girls. Uh, <laughs> as a result, I got a little bit mad, a little bit mad. You got, oh, that was a little bit annoying when my friend called girls sluts and tried to beat the shit out of them. That was a little bit tedious and annoying. It ticked me off a little bit. All right. Um, as a result, I got a little bit mad and filled his mailbox with expanding foam on a weekend <laughs> because I figured no post on weekends, so no reason to check the mailbox. You fucking genius. By doing this, it gave the foam time to set rock hard by the time he would look for mail. Did I overreact? Possibly. No, dude, that's hilarious. Was it worth it? Hell yeah, it was. Scotty and the Ninjas couldn't top that shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. If uh, I think that's uh, that's some cartoon shit. Where do you even get where do you even get expanding foam from? That's a brilliant idea. Fucking with people's letterboxes is great because nobody ever wants to fix a letterbox. That's just a thing that you have, and nobody ever thinks. Like if if your mail, I remember our mailbox door broke <clears throat> for it broke one day, and it remained broken for five years because. No one just, no one's like, ah, I need to really need to fix that mailbox. You're just like, ah, it's fucking broken. Now what am I going to do? Cause it's not, it's like, you don't even view it as part of your house. It's just kind of there. So nobody fixes it when it gets fucked. All right. So the next one, this is from a girl and girls are just, see that first one that was like, haha, got you back, wrecked your mailbox. This one is just, girls just get inside your head. I don't think girls understand how mean they can be. Girls don't get pranks. Girls don't do pranks. They just fuck with your head and, and irreparably damage it. This would just destroy this dude that it happened to. All right. So this is from a girl. <clears throat> hey, Lewis, about two months ago, I dumped my boyfriend, Jake, his best friend. Oh, here we go. His best friend, Joel, and I were close and I trusted him more than Jake. What do you mean you trusted him more than Jake? How? With what? The secrets that you're blowing? <laughs> Okay, I can't fucking, I can't bully the listeners, all right? I appreciate your support. There's only 10 of you. I gotta hold on to you. All right, um, I went to see Joel because he heard that we broke up. Oh, yeah, I bet he was just checking to see if you're all right. I bet that's the only thought that he was on his mind. 
We were in Joel's bedroom talking and hugging. Oh, here we go. Joel, number one best friend here. Oh, you just broke up with my mate? Oh, instead of consoling him, I'm going to go hang out with the girl. Oh, here we go. Then one thing led to another and we were hooking up. During that time, I was upset and I didn't care. Oh, you fucking cared. Why, do you, why were you there in the first place? It's the thing about girls. They love being led. They love being led into a thing or, f- or pretending that they're being led. Like, oh, I was just, you know, one thing led to another and, I, you know, I, I just thought I was going over there to get comforted because do you really think, look, search your feelings, young Padawan, do you really think that you went there to get consoled because you broke up or did you always want to fuck Joel? Is... That is, I'm pretty sure you just wanted to fuck Joel and Joel wanted to fuck you. Like, can we just admit that? You didn't get one thing led to another and I was really upset, so I didn't... No, you, you knew what you were doing, okay? You said at the start of the email you trusted Joel more than your boyfriend. You wanted to fuck him ever since you met him. Okay, let's just... All right, rest of the email. How is this a revenge story? This, you, brought, you dumped your boyfriend and now you're going to fuck his mate. I don't understand. What has the boyfriend done? I'm just feeling really bad for your, your ex-boyfriend right now. All right. Joel decided to... Ah, oh, this is horrible. Joel decided to put some music on. Things were heating up. The mood was great and the music softens. Oh, this is like an erotic novel. I'm getting a fucking chub. Suddenly, we hear this loud voice yelling, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to fucking Spearhead Sundays. And I immediately start laughing... His music playlist ended and a podcast playlist started to play. He jumped off and rushed to turn it off. So I cock-blocked you. Oh, that's great. See? I was getting really heated halfway through this email, hoping that you guys wouldn't have sex, and I saved myself. See, that's why I do this podcast, to cock-block you cunts. (laughs) Oh, also, Jake and I had breakup sex while he was asleep, and I took $50 from his wallet and got Maccas. Bye. Wait, so... I'm sorry, I asked for revenge stories. This whole story is you just being a cunt to both of these guys. So you broke up with your boyfriend. You went to go fuck his best friend. I came on and ruined the mood. So you went and fucked your ex-boyfriend and stole $50 from his mate. Who are you getting revenge on? I... I expect an email from Jake and Joel getting revenge on you now. That's what really should happen. I hope this is a fucking prelude. <laughs> There's no revenge in this story. You just you just fucking were really mean to two guys and then you got Maccas. Girls, man. You can see, that's what I see. I, I said at the start of this fucking thing, girls don't do pranks. They just fuck with your head. Now these two guys probably hate each other. And, and she's just really happy because she got Maccas. That's the only thing that happened in this fucking story. This isn't a revenge story. This is you being a cunt. Ah, whatever. I appreciate you listening to the podcast and sending in shit. All right, let's get on to this one. Okay, this is the one. This is from here. After this one, we're stopping with the revenge stories because I don't want to read any more after this because <clears throat> I read this. I've read this one before. The other two I hadn't read. This one I have read, and this one is illegal and harassment and really mean, and I fucking am really thankful that you sent it in because, man, it's a good read. Okay. 
Uh, and oh, by the way, guys, I have the, whoever sent this in. Just so you know, man, you're an idiot because you didn't you didn't make yourself anonymous at all. Okay, what you've done in this email is some hectic, hectic illegal shit. Hectic, hectically illegal shit, and you're not protecting yourself. So what I have done is I am changing all of the names in this email for you and adding in a whole bunch of other information that will probably, that will protect you, okay? But for the listeners, the core stuff is is what this guy's written, all right? I just don't, I just don't want to read this out and then this cunt to go to jail, all right? That's what, I, that's the last thing that I want because then I'll only have eight listeners because the girl before has probably gone, hey, fuck, cunt. <laughs> hey, Lewis, big fan. The following is an, is an example of going way too far. See, I specifically asked for way too far, and I'm glad that you know this. However, since you asked, fuck it, here it is. It's about me and my ex-girlfriend who I broke up with last year after we dated for seven months. For the purpose of the story, call me Toby Maxwell and the girl D. And at the time of writing, we are both 16 years old. Ah, oh, fuck. That means that this happened when you were under 16. Oh, <laughs> anyway, when I first started listening to her, I could tell she was a little fucked in the head. But my 14... You were 14 when this shit... Okay, I'm just going to read it. Uh, but my 14-year-old prepubescent self could see past that and decided that it would be in my best interest to date this person. How very wrong I was. I soon learned that she had family problems. Abusive mother, dead dad. Oh, uh, you picked a good one. And as well as mental ones in that I had to talk her out of self-harm suicide multiple times. So, yeah, it's a typical 14-year-old girl. Uh, <laughs> despite this, the first couple of months in the relationship went on without a hitch, and I even ended up losing losing my virginity to her. Dude, you, you lost your virginity at 14? Mad dog. I took me till 18. You got four years on me. Something I would come to regret ever since. Ah, well, win some, lose some. However, I could sense her unease about the whole situation and she wouldn't give me a straight answer when I asked. Asked what? Bro, write better, okay? Um, asked what? He never says in the email. Okay, all right. So, um, <coughs> the relationship limped on and as she would start trying to convince me to leave her because she wasn't good enough... Ah, uh, you got the self-esteem 15-year-old. That's a non- not a fun one to have. And I would continue to have to console her on an almost daily basis. I could go on, but long story short, it was incredibly toxic relationship full of emotional manipulation. Dude, you're 16. How do you even how do you even have the insight to understand these feelings you have? I had no idea what that shit was when I was your age, man. So either you're really emotionally mature or a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from the email, fair chance sociopath. All right, so um, I was reluctant to break up with her because I would feel guilty considering her problems and because I got my dick adequately wet. One day, however, this is where it gets revengey. One day, however, I found out from her that she fucked another guy whose name she didn't even remember at a party about two months into our relationship. Classy. Yeah, man, that happened to me. I was dating a girl when I was... Uh, 18, 17 and 18, um, I was dating this girl and she got drunk at a party and, and she was nice about it. You know, she owned up straight away the next morning. She's like, Hey, I have no idea what happened last night, but judging by the marks on my body, I think I cheated on you. And I was like, all right, well, uh, see you later, mate. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, where am I? I can't fucking read. Yeah, I found out she fucked another guy, blah, blah, blah. This gave me the reason that I needed to break up with her. And three weeks after three weeks of I want you back paragraphs, I haven't spoken to her since. Oh, mad cunt. That's how you break up with someone. You, dude, you know what you're doing with, uh, apart from dating this girl in the first place, you seem to know what you're doing with relationships. Just get rid of them. You don't deserve that. And don't speak to them ever again. All right, I haven't spoken to her until the 24th of June this year, her birthday. So what is that, like two years later? Or, I don't know, maybe you broke up when you were... F- maybe you broke up recently. I don't know, two months into our relationship. Wait, so you... You broke up with her. So you started dating... Wait, I don't understand when you broke up with her. I'm ass- Okay, I'm assuming that you dated this girl for like a year, right? Whatever, I don't fucking know. You dated her for a long time is what it seems like. After breaking up with her, I've become mates with some of her exes as well as people she had sent nudes to before and after my relationship with her. I found out that I was not alone in my regret for dating Dee as many of them were also cheated on by her. Although none stuck around as long as me. Okay, so you dated her for a while. All right, so you dated her for a while, she cheated on you. So I managed to get a lot of them to send me their sexually explicit photos of this girl who was and still is underage, hence the fake names. I then put these photos together with my own into a glorious collage of child pornography. Fuck, mate. I then sent this artwork to both her and her best friend and possibly a few others. What do you mean possibly? With the caption, happy birthday with love. I had no reply from either her or her friend, but I recently found out that she had to go to hospital and got hooked up to a dialysis machine because she tried to overdose on paracetamol shortly after her birthday. Yeah, dude, that's fucked. That's straight up fucking horrible. Not only is that cyberbullying and terrible shit to do, but you fucking need to be careful, man. That's, um, that's child pornography. Even if you are a child yourself, even if you're under 18, having that shit is dangerous, man. I would be really careful. And especially because you're from America as well, in the, in the state you told me you were from, that's fucking not a good idea, man. And then he goes on to say, does the fact that I have zero guilt or sympathy for what happened make me a psychopath? Yeah, bro. I think, mm, I don't know. People do some fucking mean shit when they get cheated on though. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you're not a psychopath. Maybe you're just a massive cunt. (laughs) How many different criminal charges can I be prosecuted with? Or more importantly, do you know any good lawyers? Anyway, cheers for reading all of this, you tall, lanky, white cunt. (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. Um, Yeah, dude, fucking run. That's really mean, dude. You should feel bad. You know what? You're going to feel bad about it in like in a few years. You'll you'll just one day you'll you'll be having a shower and you'll just remember everything you did and you're like, "Fuck. That's so mean. Why would I do that?" Um but yeah, thank you for sending in the story. That's definitely the worst revenge story I have. And I'm I'm glad that you know that you went too far because you almost made this chick kill herself. So fucking well done, bro. I'm happy to have you on my team. You know, I don't want you sending my nudes around and I'll neck myself. (laughs) Um, Fuck, mate. 
Yeah. Okay. So thanks very much for the revenge stories, guys. I think we're done with the revenge stories for now. I've gone through a lot of them that you sent in. Thanks to everybody who sent them in. Um, let's go back to questions. If you have any life advice questions that you want me to answer, send them into contact at lewspears.com. If you're a guy, if you're a girl, whatever, I'll answer it. I'll give you my, my best fucking shot at it anyway. Um, and thank you very much for the revenge stories, you horrible, horrible people. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. This one went a bit long. Sorry about that. But uh, if you want to keep everything that I do going and consistently improving like Lou Review, be uh, sure to support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lou Spears. Uh, it's like um, it's like Kickstarter, but it's monthly and it's for much smaller amounts. So a lot of people are giving me like $6 a month and I've got a Facebook and a group chat and we all... Uh, we all chat in there and uh, if you become a patron you get early access to all of the content that I put out so uh, yeah jump on there you get to see all my videos early if you want to see uh, Lou Review Season 2 before anybody else become a patron between now and Tuesday and you will Um, so yeah thanks for listening thanks for sharing this around and spreading the word about the podcast I will see you next week have a shit one